Hello, I'm Leanne Townsend, the owner of Townsend Family Law and an experienced family law lawyer practicing in all areas of divorce law in the city of Toronto. Welcome to Divorcing Well. In this week's episode, I'm really excited to have as my guest, family law and divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. And we're here today to talk about, I don't know, it might be a controversial topic, I'm not sure, but the imbalance in relationships and how women are tired and, you know, maybe men need to start doing a little more. So welcome to the podcast, Dennis. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. And um, why don't we start by just before we kind of launch into the topic, uh, can you tell listeners a little bit about your background and the work that you do? Well, I've been a divorce lawyer in New York State going on, I think, 24 years now. So I've represented clients in all of our surrounding counties uh, in a whole host of different areas, uh, child custody matters, divorce cases. I used to prosecute child abuse and neglect for a, a portion of my career. I've represented children as an attorney for children. So kind of had a unique view in a lot of different areas or from a lot of different uh, viewpoints in this area of law. And and now what I find myself doing more than anything else is trying to use all of the knowledge and expertise I've gained on seeing over the years like what doesn't work in marriages and relationships and trying to work backwards and say, how can I help you to find what does work? Um, because I don't believe every divorce needs to happen. I think some do. Um, but 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 if you want to try to preserve that long-term marital relationship, you, you got to work at it. Got to got to be in it. Definitely. Um, and I think it's interesting as a divorce lawyer where, you know, like myself, you're, you're helping people, you know, end their marriages essentially. Right. But it sounds like you're now talking about how people can maybe save their marriage. So right. um, it, it might put us both out of work, but it's it's a more noble uh, thing to be doing, I think. It is. I mean, I'm I'm the guy where like, I mean, I I believe wholeheartedly in what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. My goal has always been to find something that's fair, that preserves the collective resources, financial, mental, and emotional for both parties coming out on the other side. You know, there's a way to to do that such that you also can, you know, help them. I mean, the point for me is it's a page in your life. You're moving forward. I want people to just keep moving forward in their life. And if divorce is, is what you're doing, fine. If, uh, if trying to work through your relationship is fine. And even as you get out on the other side, you know, try to not make some of the same mistakes over again and, and try to keep, keep doing better. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, um, one of the things that you've, uh, been talking about on your social media and, and whatnot is that you are saying that there's an imbalance in relationships and that this imbalance is creating problems that you know potentially lead to divorce. So can you elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by that? Yeah, I think a piece that I put together, uh, oh, geez, I want to say maybe a few months ago now was uh, one of the trends that I'm seeing in divorces is like, you know, these girl bosses just killing it, you know, lady bosses just killing it, like CEOs, executives, like running companies, like, you know, building things, creating products. And they're making the lion's share of the money. They're paying a lot of the bills and they're just getting tired of their partners also leaving things like groceries and taking care of the house and laundry and kids and scheduling. They're leaving all of those things on their wife as well. And I, and I think, 
what I've been able to glean from it is, you know, these uh, young middle-aged uh, professional women are like, hey, wait a second. If I'm out there, I'm doing my part, I'm paying the bills, I'm killing it financially, then hey, you should be doing your your part on the other end, you know, to uh to be helping with that with everything with everything else. So so my view of the world with relationships is they're they're partnerships. They're supposed to be. And when they cease to be a relatively equal partnership, that's when that that's when problems can begin. So, you know, um it shouldn't be coming home after like, you know, a 50 hour work week for your wife. And she's like, you know, she's scrambling to get dinner on the table and scrambling to get the kids organized and scrambling to get everything else done while you're flipping through your phone. Exactly. Um, do you have you noticed whether it's specific to certain um, generations? Because one of the things I always say, I, I'm a product, I'm a Gen X person. Right. And I always like to say that my generation of women, we have, I, I, maybe I'm biased, but I would say, I think we had it the hardest because we, we're the generation that was kind of raised with more with women's equality, women having careers. So we went out there, we got our careers, we, you know, work long hours, but the, the men weren't sort of raised in our generation to pick up the slack at the home front more and with childcare and things like that. Whereas when I look, for example, to my children's generation, my children are in their, their early 20s, I feel like they've been raised more that it's expected that the boys will also, you know, help with cooking and help with childcare and help around the home and the girls will have careers too. And so I kind of feel like their generation, maybe there will be less of an imbalance than I found there was in mine. And so I'm wondering if that's a trend you've noticed as well, or, or whether it's just kind of across the board. No. And I think that's right. I think that's absolutely right. I, I think um, my problem and what I'm seeing is be is becoming a problem more than anything else is that those gender roles aren't catching up fast enough. So I feel like, yes, I'm a Gen Xer as well. I find that a lot of my colleagues that I went to law school with, um, yeah, you know, uh, a lot of my female colleagues are out there killing it. And um, but but the guys haven't caught up yet. So so I think, again, there there was a concerted effort and movement from probably I don't want to say started in Gen X, probably started before that movement to encourage women to do everything or more than men can do because they know they can and and pushing to do that. And that was the right thing to do. But I think at the same time, what we should have been doing and what we should be doing now is pushing our guys to say, it's okay to be in touch with your emotions. It's okay to be introspective. It's okay to learn how to sew and to how to do laundry and how to cook and how to do all of those things. And by the way, when you're in a relationship that's a partnership, you need to be pulling your weight and it's those things too. It's not just who's going to come home and put a paycheck on the on the proverbial table. So, you know, but I think it is definitely generational. I think but the funny part about it is what I see is this movement, this this um phenomenon that we're seeing has been is pervading a lot of the other generations and and by that I mean you know, 30 years ago, people would never get divorced. They would stay in these relationships that were unhappy and they would stay many times even in abusive relationships, women specifically for decades and feel like this is what their life was supposed to be. This is what marriage was supposed to be. But I think now with the high rates of uh, divorce in the baby boomer generations, which is what we see, they're learning from the younger generations. Hey, I don't have to take this. This isn't what my life is supposed to be. 
My life isn't only supposed to be being in my spouse's shadow or being abused or being controlled. I'm my, I'm my own person and I'm going to go out and do my thing and live my life because life is short and I'm going to find a way to stay happy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, there's a lot of uh, talk out there as well of men feeling like a little bit lost, maybe that they don't even know what their role is supposed to be anymore. Do yep. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I think that's right. And I think my, my, my prime example for that is, and I use, listen, I, you know, to, to be honest, full disclosure, I do use my own experience as a, as a father, as a husband, and juxtapose that against what I'm seeing outside and all of the expertise I've gained in my, uh, in my career. So I remember perfect example. I remember when we first had our kids, I remember automatically my wife signed them up for daycare, had that sorted out, like figured out where they were going to be and when. And then a light bulb goes on for me, and it shouldn't have taken that long, admittedly. A light bulb comes on and says, hey, why, why is that only her job? Why is that only her responsibility? Why does she instinctually, automatically know? And instinctually, instinctually a little bit is instinctually is a little bit of a cop out on, our, on part of our guys, to be fair. Um, why does she automatically do these things? Why? Because she just does. She knows they need to be done and she's going to go out and she's going to do it. But why wasn't I the guy to step up and say, hey, I can take control of this. I can do this. And I think it's part of, part of it is just guys like don't really like they. I don't know if it's lack of confidence or it's like uncertainty or unsure of themselves. Like it was almost like, oh, my God, like, you know, I've got one child. Now I've got two kids. Now I'm going to go to the grocery store with two kids running around and everything else. And I think, but your wife does it. Yeah, my mother did it. You know, my the grandmothers did it, right? And am I saying I'm incapable of doing it? No, no, I'm not incapable of doing it. But it's a matter of again, I think there is uncertainty there on the part of the guys. And and you know, I am encouraging guys to like, hey, that's a perfect time. You have your first child. You have your second child. You know, give your wife a break. To you know, be a participant. Be it. Be a partner. You know, so if someone out there listening is wondering whether you know they have an imbalance, what what are the signs, or how does somebody know if there is an imbalance that they should be concerned about? I think it's kind of if you're in it and you know it, you know it. Like if you feel like you're pulling too much of the load, you know it. I mean, again, the prime example is if if you come home at night and you know you just pick the kids up from school and you're coordinating the dentist appointments or the doctor's appointments for next month and you're trying to speak with the teachers and your husband's sitting on the couch scrolling through the phone. And I say husband, but sometimes it sometimes it's the other the other way around as well. I mean, that's just generally what I've seen. Um, you got to know that that's a problem, and I think. What we do many times in relationships is we won't say anything. We'll just simmer. Right. And get aggravated and aggravated and ag more aggravated and more aggravated and more aggravated. And then it turns out to when we have we want to have a like peaceful, meaningful, you know, uh, calm conversation about it. It's just like bah, it's like 100 miles an hour. So I think um, when you see that you're doing too much and they're not doing enough, just say it. I'll give you a perfect example. The other day, my you know, my wife said to me, I want to say maybe maybe about uh, a few weeks ago. She's like, when I talk to you about something, I just don't feel like I'm being heard. Now, a couple of things about that. She 
was honest about it and vocal and said, hey, I'm seeing this. And I was receptive enough to say, hey, you know, she said, I'm hearing her. What did she say? What does it mean? How do I process that? How do I fix that? I think sometimes in relationships, there's so many little things that happen over years that we just let slide. We either don't respond, we don't engage, we don't listen, we just slide, 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 slide. And now all of these little things lead to where like, you get to a point after years where you don't know each other, or you don't love each other anymore, or you don't engage with each other, and, and that's unfortunate. So I think if you feel like you're carrying too much of the load, talk about it. Say something about it before you get to the point where you're like out of your mind, you know, forgive the expression, pissed off about it. So how can someone do that in a constructive way? Because I think these types of conversations can, if they're not handled properly, they turn into a, you know, accusatory, you're not, you know, you're doing this wrong. You're not doing this. I'm doing everything. And right. somebody, the other one gets on the defensive and it just goes nowhere. So how can someone approach it in a constructive way that can actually get a result and a change? And that's a really good question. And I'll tell you, um, it, you know, this is for the ladies out there. Be prepared. We as guys are extremely defensive as a rule. Um, what I've found, and again, I, you know, with my TikTok, I have 400 plus thousand followers and millions of views every month without fail. And you can glean a lot from the comments. And what I get in large part from the ladies in these circumstances is like, hey, I tried to discuss this, but it's automatically defensive. And then the guys in their comments are being defensive about me pointing out things that could be problematic. And my response to the guys is like, look, I'm just trying to help you. You know, you have to be self-reflective. You have to look in the mirror at some point and be honest with yourself. But I think the best advice I can give to the ladies is, to, you know, these conversations shouldn't take place, number one, in between, you know, making dinner for the kids and, you know, he's rushing out to work or you're getting your, your suit ready for the next day. It shouldn't be that. It should be a time where you don't have any place to be. You don't, you're not on a time clock. You have some time to have a, like a conversation. Maybe, you know, like you get up early on a Sunday morning and the kids are asleep or before they, or, you know, after they've went to bed, just, you're like, kind of like decompressing and relaxing. And I think the key with these conversations is to raise the issue and not be accusatory, not try to place blame but raise the issue and say, you know, again, similar to the example of what my wife did the other day, say, hey, I just want you to know I've, I've noticed this, you know, can we talk about this? It's tough because I think you will get that resistance. You will get the, oh, oh, yeah, see, yeah, I can't do anything right. I'm a real jerk, huh? Why do you want to have me around then? Like, so you can get those responses from your, from men, from your husband. And I think it's, it's really tough to work around. I mean, I think, again, you're trying to be diplomatic, you're trying to be positive, not place blame, not be accusatory, not say, hey, you know, you do this all the time or say, you know, hey, I just wanted to, you know, and you can even start with stuff like, like, look, I love you. We've been together a long time. I really want to continue to make this the best thing it can be. And remember, you know, I always say to my wife and my family in general, our relationship is a centerpiece of everything. Like what makes me able to be great at everything else? It's it that that relationship is the centerpiece of it. And it's important. And I think as you see little things, you just want to point them out. And I would even encourage them, say, hey, when there are things that you see on your end, this is not just from my end. If there are things you see on your end, let's communicate, let's talk. You know, nobody's to blame here, but we're both engaged in making this thing great. So like let's share ideas and let's talk about how we make this better. 
Yeah, I, communication is key. And you know, I, I always think even just to approach it saying, you know, look, I'm feeling really overwhelmed, really tired, really burnt out. And I could, you know, use some extra help with some things, you know, if are you able to pitch in in these areas, it would make a huge difference to me and my burnout level. And it's not really accusatory. It's just saying, hey, I am experiencing this. And I think if you could do this, it would help. Are you able to do it? And, you know, no one should have their back up or be put on the defensive if it's approached in that type of manner. And I think think of it like this. I think that's great. I think that's dead on. But even flip it around. If you see that your spouse looks dead tired and stressed out and aggravated all the time, it should be assigned to you. You should be engaged (laughs) in that relationship and try to read that other person. And I think even say, hey, you, you know, you look like you're really stressed out. You know, it's funny because I worked with um, a therapist, a relationship therapist who was on my podcast, uh, Julie Tiefteller, and she's big on sending texts to each other. And one of her suggestions with texts was, can I help you with something today? Can I make something easier for you? You're really great at doing X. I really appreciate Y. You know, a lot of times when you're trying to give constructive criticism about something, anybody, anything, any circumstance, if you sandwich it between positive, complimentary comments to them, they tend to take the constructive criticism easier when they're mixed together. A little bit of medicine and a little bit of sugar almost. Forgive the expression. No, absolutely. And kind of in the same vein, um, you know, one of the issues I often hear women complaining about is not feeling emotionally supported by their husbands and or their partners. And, you know, in my experience, and, you know, I've read this as well, a lot of men are, they want to be fixers. So, you know, women says, I've got this problem, or I'm feeling this way, man wants to go and fix it. And often she's not looking for him to fix it. She just wants her feelings to be validated. She just wants to be heard. She just wants him to listen and support and a lot of men are not good at doing that. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? I think that's 100% right. I think that's some of the that's generally the male dynamic. And we, you know, I think socially are are raised to be fixers, right? I mean, uh, stereotypically, let's say. And, you know, and I even tend to do that a lot. Like, like when I'm having conversation with my wife, I'll be like, hey, you know, I've got the answer. This is how you fix that. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, guys. They don't they don't need you to fix it. They've got it. I mean, I think that's kind of the starting point. Remember, they've got it. They just want to feel like you're going to listen to them. You're going to be their confidant. You're going to be the shoulder they can lean on just to talk. Sometimes you just need to talk about things. So I think, again, it's funny. I had a conversation with my wife, I want to say maybe about a year or so ago. And, you know, and, you know, I said, you know, I, I've given this suggestion on your problem, but, you know, I really should just be listening. She's like, yeah, then why don't you? <laughs> you don't need to fix it for me. Just listen. And I think, yeah, yeah I mean, I think um, I do want to validate the ladies out there hearing this in that. Yes, it's OK to just want someone to listen, to, because I think sometimes you're going to get pushed back and say, well, you know, you just you want to talk to me and then you don't want me to, like, say anything. It's like, no. No, that that's okay. And that's really what you should want. 
You just want somebody to listen. You want that person to, to speak with and engage with. And if you can't do it with your husband or wife, who are you going to do it with? I mean, presumably. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier how, you know, a lot of women are going out there and they're having these kick-ass careers and they're bringing in lots of money and in some cases being the larger bread earner in the home. Have you noticed, um, you know, any trends on that and how it's affecting relationships If it, where the woman is out earning the male in in the household um, are is that affect is that creating more issues surrounding separation and divorce or more are couples more or less likely to divorce in that type of situation or is it really not having an effect? I think um, you know my view of the world is partnerships are what work. Partnerships that and it's not just a financial partnership that's a marriage; it's a mental and emotional partnerships. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I will start it out even just from dating. You know, in these situations, I think you're finding the uber successful, like aggressive, driven, motivated woman having difficulty finding a man who's comfortable with that and is comfortable, like, you know, standing side by side with her and matching her energy. And I think that's another gender shift that I think we're, I think need we need to speed up a little bit. You should, I mean, ladies, if you're uber successful or, or whatever, you need to find somebody to match your energy and you need to find someone who's comfortable standing side by side with you and, you know, not trying to overshadow you or not by not being intimidated by your strong personality or your passions or your success, you know, and they're out there. I think sometimes I think especially um, younger women where there's a lot of pressure to get married, to have kids, it's like it's difficult for them to be patient to find that guy who's going to be comfortable matching their energy, not challenged by them, not intimidated by them, but they're out there and you need to be patient with it and you will find them because the gender gap, the gender roles are shifting. The guy's saying like, hey, I want someone who matches my energy. I want somebody who's strong and independent and aggressive. And like, I mean, I've always said like, that's the sexiest thing you can look for in a partner, right? I mean, that's that's what it's about. And I think in terms of the divorces, I think you are seeing like the, the typical divorce that I see, the garden variety divorce that I see are marriages that are not partnerships, Okay. And I think what you were seeing, the garden variety divorce before was stay at home, mom, kill it and work and do everything and make all the money, dad. And then that relationship dies because of a number of different reasons. And now what you're seeing is the killing it, girl bossing it, like, you know, CEO lady paying all the bills, making all the money, but still doing all of the things that they would do as if they were a stay at home mom and the dad kind of like mailing it in. So I think that 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 situation where you don't have a partnership and I think for people, they're like, well, you know, you don't believe in stay at home parents. I said, look, if being a stay at home parent works for you, that's fine. I said, but you need to have those different levels upon which you can relate to each other. So if only your wife knows what it's like to raise the kids and schedule the doctor's appointments and take care of the house, if, if she's the only person that knows what that's like, that's one more thing that you're, you're giving up a topic upon which you can relate to each other. So like, you know, if she comes at the end of the day and you come home from work and you're talking about your boss that she's not, you know, she's not out in the workforce, she's not seeing that. 
you know, she's talking about like, hey, I've got two kids running around. I'm trying to get them to the doctor's point. I'm get, trying to get them the baseball and this and that. You have that those topics that you're like, you know, two ships like going in different directions. Like I think relationships work best when there's some partnership. Does it need to be app, you know, to the letter 50-50? No, no. But you need to have topics upon which you can relate and you need to, you know, be a force together moving in parallel. For sure. Now, any final advice uh, to listeners on how to keep balance in their relationships and uh, make the relationship work? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the best relationships are a balance of your individuality, your independence, being the best you you can be, knowing and understanding yourself and what you want out of life, and finding a partner and working at the relationship with them who matches that energy. You're not going to be the same person. You're not always going to have the same interests. Okay, You're going to be different in many ways, but in terms of the core values, you should try to be on the same page in that regard. And then, you know, be communicative with each other. Be intentional about the time that you spend together and the things that you do together. Share things like topics upon which you can relate to each other, uh, tasks, spending time with your family. I mean, relationships are work. I think it's important that you choose well. I think it's important that you maintain your individuality find the right person. And when you get that strong relationship that you know works, work at it. And look, this is about life. If you get to a point where you just know this isn't for you and try, try as you might, you just can't preserve that marital relationship. And you know your next page in your life is to get out and do something different. Then unfortunately, that's the path you need to take. But just know, you know, all of this is about you moving forward with your life and being the best you can be and living the best life you can. Great advice. Now, if listeners would like to learn more about you, or perhaps they are in New York and they need a, a family law lawyer or a divorce attorney, how can they find you? Well, you can listen to my podcast at uh, DR, the DRV Law Show, uh, also at DRV Law on TikTok and at DRV Law on Instagram. And if you need a lawyer in the you know downstate New York area, it's drvitranolaw.com. But hopefully you won't need me for divorce. Hopefully you just look to me for advice on improving your relationships. And, um, you know, and if you're in the divorce, unfortunately, some tips about how you work through it in the best way you can. Thank you so much, Dennis. I really appreciate you coming on my podcast today. Oh, thank you. This is so much fun, Leanne. Thanks to my listeners. Please like, subscribe, and join me here again next week on Divorcing Well. Hi, my name is Janet Finaki, and I'm the host of the Resilient People podcast. I interview regular people from around the world who've experienced something major in their lives, bounced back, and found a purpose in helping others be resilient too. They're folks like you and me, and their stories are totally relatable, extraordinary, and inspiring. I had no idea what I could do until I did it. But it's the motivation of doing for other people that you know need support, need help, that you're able to really push and dig and find what you can do. Have an open discussion and not write us off and allow us to actually talk about our disability. Like, don't assume my limits mm -hmm. for me. You know, we went for a drive, told her what her mom was going through and what the likely outcome is going to happen. And we both just bawled. And then finally, Kate just said that we need to have hope. And to be resilient, you have to, you have, to have hope. Join me as we get to know some incredibly resilient people. The Resilient People Podcast is everywhere you get your podcasts.
Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining me on Divorcing Well. If you have any separation or divorce questions, you can get in touch with me via my website at www.leannetownsend.ca. 